Okay, hey. Man, first of all, before we get into this show, I just want to say, Jeremiah and I have just been snacking on some Myers nacho cheese flavored tortilla chips, and uh, I'm going to let my partner tell tell you what he thinks. They the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, generic brands are always so much better than the main brands. It's just, that's the way the world works. <laughs> so... I mean, yes, I just, just want to shout that out because because uh-huh. uh, we've we've done a few shows where we've just been slamming bags of these <laughs> Meyer chips. So, <laughs> what's up, everyone? Uh, we are Destruction Reviews. Mm-hmm. My name is Jason. I am Jeremiah. And today <clears throat> we are discussing Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire. Yes, sir. Directed by Zack Snyder, starring Sophia Mutella, who plays Cora. Uh, the the scar giver, kind of our main hero, Jimon mm-hmm. Hansu, who plays General Titus, Ed Screen as Admiral Atticus Noble, Michael Heisman as Gunner, who was the uh, Velt farmer, um, Duna Bay plays Nemesis, the cyborg swordsmaster, oh. uh, Ray Fisher plays Darian Bloodaxe, Charlie Hunan. Plays Kai, the mercy, the mercenary pilot. Mm. Anthony Hopkins plays Jimmy, the robot knight. Mm. Staz Nair plays Tarek, the blacksmith animal uh, bondsman. Mm. <laughs> Fra Fee plays Balisarius, who is the regent of the mother world, um, and the adoptive father of Korra. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yep. And Jenna Malone. Uh, plays Harmada, the spider-like humanoid. Oh, cool! And there's a the cast is is ginormous, but those are kind of the main characters that we see throughout the film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first of all, um, I guess we should say that this is a PG thirteen cut. Uh, I think it's about two and a half hours, maybe two hours. About um, and. We are going to be getting, in early 2024, in the next month or so, a four-hour R-rated Snyder Cut. So we're going to discuss this PG-13 version. We will revisit the Snyder Cut in a couple weeks when it comes out. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are listening to this uh, in the future, (laughs) this is the first version that we saw on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So, and I will tell the fans... Uh, one of the big things that the internet was claiming that this film was, was a Star Wars ripoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a giant Star Wars fan. Um, I literally have Kylo Ren tattooed on me. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, anyone who knows me or follows me, they know that that Star Wars is everything. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. what is your experience with Star Wars? Uh, I have no experience at all <laughs> <laughs> with Star Wars. I've never seen any of the movies start to finish. Uh, you know, I know the big characters, Darth Vader, uh, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, the main characters, uh, Chewbacca, yada, yada, and yet. But nothing outside of the main characters. I don't know any of the main story beats besides the fact that uh, Luke, I am your father. Right. Uh, <laughs> I know that, but that's about. Oh, and uh, I am not the one you're looking for. You yeah, know the whole yeah. that. You know I know those <laughs> types of things. But that's the famous stuff that you don't have to watch Star Wars to know. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I just know basic, uh, basic knowledge that you get. You know, picking up throughout the years off it being such a huge uh, uh, franchise and so forth. So. We're coming into it from definitely two different um, views. You know, uh, I look, I, I, I'm a huge science fiction fan. Mm-hmm. And there are beats in science fiction, like any science fiction you've ever seen. Star Trek, Star Wars, The Matrix, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. um, uh, Battlestar Galactica, um, other things I can't think of right now. But they all kind of have a certain hero's journey or the certain beats of like the villain is a certain way or you know the the unassuming person becomes a hero of the galaxy or whatever so there are like beats that science fiction follows that 
yes, when you watch Rebel Moon, uh, you're going to notice similarities to certain franchises. Mm -hmm. There's a Star Wars similarity. There's a Matrix similarity. Um, there's a Seven Samurai or the Magnificent Seven. Mm -hmm. uh, depends on which you know country is making that film. But there are certain stories that um, cross all genres mm -hmm. that you know you can relate to a certain story of people rising up over a corrupt government, mm -hmm. right? So like, um, I try to go into it with. Uh, open eyes and yes did i see similarities sure um but we're gonna have this discussion and it'll be interesting because jeremiah has no mm -hmm. uh preconceived notions other than the trailer looked awesome mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we love Zack snyder yes sir. and we want to be entertained absolutely so uh as we end as we come out of this movie jeremiah mm -hmm. were you entertained I was thoroughly entertained. I was thoroughly entertained. Okay, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how it's been received by everyone else because I know majority of the world are Star for Star Wars fans. Uh, I would say I'm in the minority mm -hmm. in, in in that um in that perspective, but but I was still very very uh highly entertained. Yes. That is a one hundred percent yes. Um, before we get it into it all, uh, it was it was new. Um, the characters were cool, and the the story, like Jason said, you know, all of these are like uh, odysseys. You know, mm -hmm. they have you know story beats they follow. But with that being said. I didn't see much similarity to anything I've ever seen before. Uh, not too much similarity, I would say. Because there's always something similar, you know. You can, you know, it's like splitting hairs here. But right. I, it wasn't like over-the-top similar copy and paste from another franchise. At least not from my point. I did not get that at all. Uh, yeah. I, I like how you said splitting hairs because mm -hmm. I think... You know when the internet gets gets their their panties in a bunch mm -hmm. and they compare scenes and 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 images and styles. It's like, okay, sure, mm -hmm. you're gonna see some similarities. You know, like, um, I mean, I'm trying to, I want to try to find a different uh, genre. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, um, if you listen to music. Right, like let's just talk music. Right, there's literally only mm -hmm. like a, a a certain amount number of notes. Mm -hmm. Right, that has since like you know uh, classical times. Right, right, <laughs> Beethoven and Dvorak and right. and Tchaikovsky and, and even the the freaking monks before that that uh -huh. you know just you know you know mm -hmm. hummed or whatever right. there's only a handful of notes Agreed. right so like when you listen to certain songs and certain bands or or hip hop beats that get put together like at some point mm -hmm. you're going to hear similarities and if you listen to like um if you listen to like Lil Wayne mm -hmm. or well if you What's a good example? If yeah, if you listen to like Lil Wayne, mm -hmm. right, you're going to hear, mm -hmm. um, you're going to hear influences of like Public Enemy right. and like Run DMC, the people who came before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, you listen to any band. Um, if you listen to like, uh, if you listen to, if you listen to Metallica, mm -hmm. right, you're going to hear Iron Maiden. You're going to hear. Um, uh, Judas Priest, you know, mm -hmm. bands that influence them, mm -hmm. right? If you listen to Black Sabbath mm -hmm. and you really break it down, Black Sabbath is just a blues band that was really loud. Right. Right? <laughs> and, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, they were heavily influenced by the Beatles and their guitar work. It's just that the Beatles didn't play at a 10 volume. Right. Right? So when Zack Snyder is making these movies... He's influenced by everything else you are. Right. So, 
don't be a dick and just be like, right. oh, it's like Star Wars. Of course it is. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Because he loved that movie as much as we do. Mm-hmm. And he oh. took inspiration. Exactly. You know? you know, there's imagery later on in this movie with uh, uh, Admiral Noble where he's mm-hmm. in like that tank mm-hmm. and he's got all that crap hook up to, hooked up to him. That's straight out of the Matrix. Straight up out of the Matrix. So, um, you know... I just, I guess I just want to get all that out of the way first okay. before we talk about it because, you know, we're not here to like bash it as, oh, it's a Star Wars ripoff. Because no. it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not here to do that. We're have you ever, to... have you ever seen, look, if you guys listened to the last episode and we talked about Aquaman, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, uh, Superman of the Sea, I think right. you called him. Mm-hmm. He's a, it, Superman came first, and right. everyone else came and after everyone. that. Black Adam, Black Adam, Superman, Superman. Shazam. Shazam. Uh, you know, you even, name them. You name them. <laughs> Come on, man! Like, like everything we've watched mm. isn't original. You know, you might see some like really cool indie film that has like you know interesting ideas or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, dude, I mean, films over a hundred years of films. Mm-hmm. Come on, right? So. Uh, you know, you can only have so many great characters. You can only have so many, right? <laughs> and like the hero's journey, like you talked about mm-hmm. uh, Homer's Odyssey, mm-hmm. right? That was like written before paper, exactly. And it's the same stuff we're following. Yep. So, um, I I came out of this movie entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked cool, right? Like the trailer looked awesome. 100%. Like I just wanted to see something different. And I know I just said, oh, nothing's you know everything's the same, but right. like. The presentation is different. The way they're telling the story is a little different. Um, you've got uh, a female hero mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I kind of have crapped on other films we've done that has been, like, female-centric because it's, like, it's the woke thing. Mm-hmm. But the way the story is told and how we learn about her backstory is going to make part two, I think, really cool. Okay. You know, when this movie ended, or I saw the movie first, Jeremiah watched it second. Mm-hmm. He asked me, he goes, um, uh, do I want to see what happens next? Or mm-hmm. do I want to see the second part? Mm-hmm. And I said, I think the best part about this movie is the anticipation of what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of stuff left hanging, and we're going to get to it. Yes, sir. But... Um, I mean, off oh, overall, you know, I think uh, Zack Snyder has a certain vision mm-hmm. that I think the studio and the editing process kind of really ruined. Okay. Uh, because, you know, we talked about Justice League in the last podcast, how the original Justice League was just kind of a mess. Right. And I think overall, like if I step back from this film, I go, this film's okay, mm-hmm. but man, there's so much more missing that I think we're going to get in the, Zack Snyder cut. in the Snyder cut. And I don't know what it is about the guys or the people that Zack Snyder works with, but they're, they're like mm-hmm. afraid of his visions when it comes to these movies. Uh, I don't see why he has to release a cut, his own cut, to the last, what, two movies he's done? Yeah, but basically. Basically? Yeah. The last two movies he's done, he's released his cut. Uh, I don't see why he has to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just release the movie that this guy wants to put out. Yep. I mean... It's just as simple for me. Just as simple. So let's kind of hit kind of the things that we did like. And mm-hmm. since this is, I guess, since you did, since you don't have the Star Wars preconceived notions, what are some things that you stood out for you? All right. A few things that stood out. I, di- I didn't expect the main character to be female. Okay. That was a surprise. Uh, she was very good. I don't have a problem with it, but I didn't expect that. So that was a, a neat surprise. I liked Noble, uh, the guy who, uh, was he like the controller of the mother world ship? He was the, the guy who was in charge of the mother world ship. Yes. Because the king had been killed. Uh, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in charge of the Mother World ship that came and landed on the Velt planet, the farming okay. planet. Because mm-hmm. there are more than more one Mother World ship. So he was the controller of this Mother World ship in yeah. our story. Yes. Okay. So the Mother World mm-hmm. is 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 the ruling government of the 
universe. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. And so... They're the power of the universe. Yes. So he is the admiral of that ship. Okay. And was sent out there by... um, Balasarius, the regent of the mother world, because he took over the throne after the king and the queen were murdered. Okay. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. I like the Admiral. Uh, what else did I like? The blood axes were cool. Yes. Um, now, this mother world concept. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Because not a dislike of mine. Okay, first of all, I didn't like the, the name mother world. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that because there's nothing wrong with the name. It just doesn't sit well with me. Okay. Mother world. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about that. In the second time I watched, I watched mm. this movie twice. Mm. Uh, I thought Mother World was the name of the universe. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe, and maybe I'm still wrong. I okay. hope you're not screaming at your phones right now. <laughs> right, but um, okay, it's it, it doesn't um, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Well. Right, that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't flow. It's not the Empire. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, uh, I can't even think of other right. things. But it's it doesn't it's, it's it doesn't flow well. Yep, it doesn't flow well. But, uh, so, Mother World, that's, that's, mm, it's not a dislike of mine, it's just something that I was like, hmm, I, I don't know if it fits, yeah. like everything else. But, still a cool concept, the ships and stuff, I, I get all of that, it all flows, so it, it all works for me. I thought, when you're talking similarities, when I saw the Mother World ships, the first thing I thought of was the Matrix. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and it's crazy because, you know... I have thorough Matrix knowledge. I know everything about the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen all four of them. You know what I mean? Now, I didn't see a whole bunch of similarities, but the the, uh, tank and all the cables on Noble, for sure, the Matrix. And those ships reminded me of, like, the Nebuchadnezzar from, you know what I mean, Uh, the Matrix, which is cool. You know, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, similarities. You know what I mean? And and also, like, the, the sky, like... Kind of like dark sky, kind of mm-hmm. cloudy. Uh, just kind of reminded me of the Matrix kind of atmosphere, which is cool because I love the Matrix. Um, so, what are there some other likes? I like the story. Uh, I thought the fighting was really good. So, let me ask you about the story. Okay. Um, when you say you like the story, what what part of the story? Because I guess I'm going to ask you a general question, okay. and then you can break it down, but... Were you able to follow it? Okay. That's a great question. Because I was able to follow it to an extent. To an extent. A, a few things got a little confusing, though. Like, um, in the beginning of the movie, uh, Noble comes down. He's on the Mother World ship. He's looking for two rebels. Okay? Now, we identify one rebel for sure, which is Korra. Yep. Uh, you know, the antagonist. Main antagonist, but the other rebel, we didn't identify, or did we? Well, so we we get the the older gentleman, who I guess is the leader of this farming community, mm-hmm. as sort of the spokesperson when Noble comes down, mm-hmm. and then there is uh, Gunner, Gunner, who who I thought before you kill, I thought was the second rebel. Was he the second rebel? Well, if he so. Hmm. If he is considered a rebel mm-hmm. because he is selling the grain that they produce to other entities that isn't the mother world, mm-hmm. then he is, a, he rebel is a rebel by definition. Right. Okay, so he was the second rebel. Okay. Well, that clears up a lot of that then. Because up until, like right now, <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't been able to locate the second rebel. <laughs> because, you know, when Noble comes down... He's looking to get in business. He's putting on a show. Like he's looking to get in business with this this group of farmers. But he's really looking for the rebels. Yeah. Now, of course, the mother world, they come in. They take everything that, you know, uh, the settlements have. Wherever they land, they take everything you have and leave you with, like, crumbs. Barely enough to survive. So, of course, he was there to do that. But he was really there to uncover uh, who and where were the rebels. Now, when this was happening, Gunner 
Hey, what's the name of the leader of the... I, I didn't get that. Okay. We'll okay. just say the leader. Lead farmer? Yeah. Gunner, who was... Okay, let's let's flip this terminology around. Gunner was the lead farmer, but that guy, he was like the head of the whole settlement. Because you remember... Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because Noble asks, who's in charge of like your farming? And he pointed out Gunner. Okay. They pointed out Gunner. Got it. Okay. So, Gunner... And the leader of the the settlement, they're going back and forth about if they should get in business with Noble, the mother world. Uh, they want resources. They want food to feed their army. Um, Gunner, well, not Gunner, the, the, the head of the settlement tells them, no, we can't go into business with you. We barely have enough to feed ourselves. After they have that conversation, Noble then asks for the guy in head of farming, which is Gunner. And Gunner says, we can't help you. We have a surplus. You can have it. Okay. From there, Noble proceeds to kill the head of the settlement of people. And he says it was due to the fact that, you know, he turned down the deal. Yeah. Uh, which may be true. Cause they are, you know, they're ruthless. They come and, you know, what I mean, all this, you know, it's it's really, it's really, it's really cool the way they put this movie together. Because now that I'm thinking about it, you know, the, the things that I'm saying, like, uh, like the facade he put on, really wasn't a facade. You know what I mean? Because they do come and conquer land, and they do take everything you you want. But that's not why he was there. You know what I mean? Right. He was there for the rebels, and. In doing so, coming down there to look for the rebels, you know, he said, okay, and also, you can give us everything you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was really cool. I liked the story. I liked um, that the the antagonist, Korra, yeah. you know, it took a while to kind of figure out what was her thing. Because for a long time, there was nothing special about her. You know what I mean? Right. She didn't look special. Yep. You know, she didn't, there was nothing special about her. She was just like a, you know, ragtag, you know, one of the, one of the, everybody else that was down there until she got into action. Yeah. And then you're like, woo. Holy moly. Was the first time when she saved that, uh, yes. that blonde girl? She saved the blonde girl yep. from the, uh, the men. Yep, the men. And, uh, man, you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's like, I'm going to give you one chance. Right, right. And, uh, and from that point, it was like, okay. She's uh extremely dangerous and uh she's you know, yeah, she was cool. From that point on I was basically convinced that okay, this can be the lead the lead person. This is yeah. this will work. So I liked her. <coughs> what else we got? Uh lots of cool looking characters yeah, and stuff. Dude. A lot you of know. good imagery. Yeah. Uh one of my favorite characters or looking characters was Nemesis, mm. uh, our our double swords woman? Mm -hmm. uh, when you know when I saw the trailer, and uh, I think one of her action figures was like one of the first ones they released. I thought I, she's the villain of this movie, <laughs> and when it turns out that she is one of the you know the hired guns to right. to help Cora, oh, that's badass, dude. Like like this is a movie where I accept like the female heroes mm -hmm. as as our stars. Like, I don't feel forced right. or woke, as we've been talking about over the podcast, that it feels natural. 100%. You know? And there are other men that, you know, are in her group. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I think Nemesis looks awesome. And then, you know, her fighting, her fighting was done for purpose. Mm -hmm. Even after she has her battle with the spider mm -hmm. and kills the spider, you know, these guys are like, oh, man, dude, that was, that was mm -hmm. awesome. And she's mm -hmm. like... Just remember, mm -hmm. this could be you lying right. in a gutter. She was like, "There's nothing awesome about this." Nothing. That what what great? There's no lines. honor in right, this. Right, right, dude. Great lines. Yeah, those were great lines. Um, but like you said, the female characters, uh, they stood out without feeling forced to stand out. Yes, you know what I mean. So that was really cool. Well done. Uh, I kind of agree on a lot of these likes that you're talking about. The mother world. Or at least the the concept of the mother world, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Cora and Nemesis are cool. Admiral Noble, uh, yeah, bad man. Yeah, Ed Screen, who who plays this guy. I, I haven't seen him in anything else, mm -hmm. and uh, it, to me, 
in at least this cut of the film, mm-hmm. he's the best part of the film. I'm going there with you, man. I don't know what it is about the villains, man. The villains are always so good. Yes. <laughs> it's like you almost can't have a proper hero unless you have a knockout, just slammed out of park villain. Yep. It almost does, does, doesn't work without that amazing villain. You know, it, and we know that he's part of the the crooked government mm-hmm. and... You know, we know that they're probably going to, you know, take stuff from this farming community. But when he shoots the community leader, oh. holy crap. It was like, this is real now. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was like when um that guy killed that guy in The Walking Dead. And it was like, yeah. oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, man, Whew. that was tough. Um, so, uh, and uh, and I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but in the in the climax of the film... When we're on the trading post mm. uh, platform, mm-hmm. and the blood, uh, the Darian, the blood axe leader, you know, sacrifices himself to take uh-huh. down one of the uh, enemy ships, the Mother World ships. I mean, it was a freaking awesome uh, visual spectacular. Him jumping with the axe and right. and like just, uh, uh, dude. I'm like, <laughs> like what's so? What's really cool uh-huh. is. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast and you listen to this now, we talked about the Justice League and Cyborg and stuff. And the actor who played Cyborg, Ray Fisher, plays Darian, the Blood Axe leader. Cool. So it's kind of a, you know, Zack Snyder, one of, you know, he's using one him again. Guys, right? One of his guys. And what's neat about this franchise and this whole universe is that in a couple months, we're going to be getting a graphic novel comic book history of the Blood Axes oh. before that we meet them in this movie. Okay. So, like, even as cool as they were in, like, the 20 minutes they were in this film, right. like, they're going to get a whole lore just about them. Nice. Um, so, uh, that was, for me, some of the things that really stood out. Nice. You know, I liked how everything seemed, like, grounded in reality. You know what I mean? Like, it was sci-fi, but uh, something about it never let me quite leave Earth. Yeah. And I like that. Yes. I like that. I never quite left like Earth as a planet, like you know what I mean. Like, 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 uh, for example, God, we just keep going back to these superhero movies. Sometimes <laughs> when you're watching a superhero movie, you kind of feel like you know, oh, I'm on a far place, far right. away from Earth, you like, know what like I mean? on the Marvels. Exactly, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the land far, far away, and this one didn't feel like that because of how uh, just grounded everything was. You got these. It's these tyrants coming through with all this tech, you know, and they they want your food, everything you guys have worked there, they want it all, you know, uh, you know, just it it just seems so real, yeah. you know, like it had it had uh, it had meaning behind it, mm-hmm. it had some meaning behind it, and I like that, I like that a lot. I read it. Um, what did you think of the? Um the judicial use of slow-mo in the fighting? Well, well, now that you say something, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a a huge, I I would prefer to see the the fight just go. I prefer to see them moving fast rather than moving slow. Put it like that. Unless you're like slowing down time to show like bullet effects or, you know, something like that. I would prefer to see like quick like reflex movements and stuff like that yeah. versus slowing down when she's dodging a, yeah. a, a blade. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. I, uh, I, fu- I thought, I think it was okay the first time we saw mm. it. But, man, when we get to the, the Nemesis spider fight and some of the other stuff, it's like, okay, come on. Right. Let's... let's like, let these actors uh-huh. who have done these fighting choreography and training and, you know, if she is a master swordsman, let me right. see her whoop some ass. Right. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, or if this spider's going to come at her with all the legs and stuff, like, mm-hmm. let's see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that was a Zack Snyder call. I don't know if that was a Netflix call. But I felt like, you know, if everything's slow-mo, then mm-hmm. nothing's special. Very true. Um... You know, uh, we, I don't know, we kind of talked about this earlier. Um, 
one of the big things that I could, I just, I come back to when I think about this film mm-hmm. is that I feel like this is a incomplete storytelling that isn't simple to comprehend. Okay. Uh, I shouldn't say comprehend. It's not simple to, to grasp. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just, in this version of this film, mm-hmm. they just didn't give any time for us to kind of process things. I have to agree with you. It can it can get a bit um what's the word? Cuz I don't want to say confusing because it's not like con- overwhelming. Right. I, I, it's overwhelming. I think overwhelming would be a, a better tool cuz it's so new. Yes. You don't know yes. any of the characters. Yep. You don't know any of the characters. You don't have any history on any of them. So, it's like it's moving and you're like trying to keep up with it. You know what I mean? Um and I think that's more of it. I think that plays a, a factor in it, too. Because everything's new, and we're trying to wrap our head around things, and we're jumping back and forth, back and forth. And by the time you put one thing together, they've shot to the next. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's why I think it's going on. Because it, it, I, too, had difficulty at times trying to understand and put together exactly what was going on. Yep. Um, you know, and I think, I, I think a lot of this will come out better mm-hmm. in the four-hour cut. Um, I'm also going to read the novelization of this maybe that'll help uh, understand things because i you know don't don't hear what we're not saying mm-hmm. i think this this franchise or this universe whatever you want to call it is really interesting and it's going to be cool yeah uh and we're all learning with it just like everyone else right we don't have 40 years of history like star wars yep. or 30 years of history like the matrix or whatever this is brand freaking new. Brand new. Now, yes, this is based off a script he wrote for a Star Wars. They didn't want it. He flipped it around and made it this. Okay. So, um, you know, I may watch this movie a couple more times. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we're going to watch the four-hour cut. Mm-hmm. But this is... You know, I'm not... It, I'm not slamming this movie for trying to give us everything in two hours... But there is so much that has to be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us some background with Cora and uh, a little bit with General Titus when we meet him finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with Admiral Noble at the end, we kind of get to see uh, what um, supernatural mm-hmm. powers or whatever, like whatever plane mm-hmm. he was talking to. Uh, Belisarius on at the end, mm-hmm. like there, you know so that right. So something's going on with him. Yeah, he's, he's not a regular guy. Right. So there's there's a lot in this movie because um, because he died and they rebirthed. Him. Yeah. Like ah. right. Like <laughs> like I was I, I thought oh my gosh they right. killed because when we were discussing this movie before we watched it. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about villains, and I'm like, well, there's probably one villain, but then there's going to be one behind him. Right. And so if Belisaria, I'm sorry, if Noble dies for reals at the end, I'm like, well, you know, his master or whatever, or leader, will be the big bad in part two. Right. And we kind of see that at the end. Mm-hmm. But now we realize that he can never die. Right. Or at least until that guy lets him die. Oh, you yeah. Know I mean? Okay. Because, right. like, the witches or mm-hmm. whatever, like... Flashed him into this other plane. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's so much. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool, dude. It was some, That was some cool stuff, man. I got a question for you, Jay. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, okay, I'm going to ask you this question, then I'm going to give you my answer, and I'll let you go. Okay. Okay. So, because when we're talking about Star Wars, right? Yeah. And the comparisons between this movie and Star Wars, uh-huh. I only saw one, like, stone cold, can't miss it, that is Star Wars comparison. Okay. Okay? And it wasn't even that close. Okay. But <laughs> when, yeah, what is her name? The two-sorted chick? What's uh, her name? Nemesis. Nemesis. When Nemesis is fighting a spider and her katanas go from regular to like light-based weapons. Yes. That was it for me, man. And I, I, I didn't see, and, and my knowledge of Star Wars is bare minimum, yep. but I didn't see anything that just stood out as Star Wars as soon as you see it. Like, there was no Chewbacca. There was no, you know what I mean? There was no little robot. Uh, what else? There were, there were there, there was no telekinesis. Like, the Force. Right. I, you know, I didn't see any of that. What do you think? 
Uh, I mean, so this is kind of your basic. Uh, do I see similarities to Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I would like to know. Okay. Besides what I just said, that yes. standout uh-huh. thing, okay, with your knowledge of Star Wars, yep. what are you looking at? And it's like, that's Stone Cold Star Wars, no doubt about it. All right. So, um, okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, <laughs> <laughs> our hero okay. comes from a far- farming community okay. um, that is considered, the person is considered to be just a regular person, mm-hmm. but has... Um, underlying potential under them. Okay, you know, Korra is similar to Luke Skywalker in that in that sense. Okay. Luke Skywalker uh, was not a former Mother World or Empire soldier mm-hmm. on the run, like we found out Korra is mm-hmm. one of the best. By the way, yeah, like ever, right, right. one of the best they've ever had. So, I mean, there is a similarity Mm -hmm. to the sort of history of that character. Um, Kai, our mercenary pilot, excuse me, that guy too. Um, which uh, a lot of people say, well, that's just Han Solo, you know, they 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 need a ship to get to you know their destination, and so they find him in a bar. Of creatures and people, okay. just like Luke and Obi Wan find Han Solo in a bar of creatures and people. Got it. Um, Jimmy the Robot Knight okay. um, is a protocol droid, similar mm-hmm. to what C three PO is. It's a stretch because C three PO doesn't kill people. Okay. He doesn't shoot weapons. And he's not a freaking, like, battle droid. Right. And C-3PO is the little circle guy, right? Uh, no, this is the tall gold one. Oh, tall gold guy. Okay. Not a little blue and white guy. Nope. Okay. Um, of course, Nemesis is, you know, would have weapons that could be considered lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noble mm-hmm. is considered, is similar, and the mother world is similar to the Empire and their officers. Okay. Uh... If you want to put, if you want to call him Darth Vader, that's fine because he's our main villain. Wow, wow, that is shocking. <laughs> that is shocking to me to hear you say that he is. Wow, I'm really shocked by that. I would have thought that you would have maybe saved Darth Vader for maybe what would be coming in part two. Because mm-hmm. we find in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I'm literally spoiling everything for him. <laughs> Darth Vader is being controlled by the Emperor okay. of the of the Empire. Okay. So Darth Vader is our big bad in, in the first Star Wars movie. Right. But then we learn that there's somebody behind him too. Okay. Now, is the Emperor as... Is... Well, I'm not going to get into the whole <laughs> uh, psychology of Darth uh-huh. Vader. Uh-huh. But there is somebody behind him. Okay. But in this first movie, as the first villain, mm-hmm. Noble is essentially our Darth Vader. Okay. Um, and, you know, um, General Titus and um, uh, Blood Axe and Tarek, you know, there are there are, are people that come on our adventure. And, and we can, you can probably find similarities to other characters in the Star Wars universe, but... Um, uh, and then, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got another question oh, for you. So, and then the actual the title Rebel Moon okay. in the first Star Wars movie, okay. the rebels uh, have their base. I'm sorry. Well, no. Okay. In Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. the rebels have a base, uh, and they literally say this phrase in the movie mm-hmm. on the Rebel Moon of Endor. Really? Because everything was a moon. And Rebel Moon, every place we went to, they call it the moon of this, the yes. moon of that. Yep. Okay. So, um, uh, I mean, that's what comes off the top of my head, just kind of thinking okay. about it, because there was no way I didn't watch this movie and go, oh, that's like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like so-and-so. Oh, that's like so-and-so. Okay. Um, but again, I have to, because whether it's Korra, 
whether it's Noble and the stuff we see with him at the end, mm-hmm. whether it's Gunner, because I, I don't see a similar character in the Star Wars universe that is Gunner okay. off the top of my head. Okay. Um, uh, and even uh, Kai, mm-hmm. as similar to Han Solo's character, mm-hmm. but, and I guess we can get into it, okay. what happens with his character, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with Han Solo. Okay. So, um, that is a long way to answer your question. Okay. But that's that's my que- that's my answer. Okay. 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 So here's my next question. <laughs> here's my next question. With those similarities, with those characters that you mentioned, let's take Noble and Darth Vader. Okay. Okay. Would you say that Noble? Let's put it like this. From my perspective, Noble doesn't care about much. He's just kind of a tyrannical, kind of, I'm in charge, we're doing this, and that's just it. If you don't do what I say, I'll kill you. Okay. Is that, for the most part, Darth Vader? Or does he have... Okay. This is pretty much what I'm asking. (laughs) From my view... Noble had no motivation besides the fact he was in charge, he was powerful, and if you didn't do what he said, he would, he would have killed you. Is that Darth Vader's Stilo? Yes. It is? Yes. Wow. If you watched the first Star Wars movie, 1977, mm-hmm. episode four, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the first Star Wars where we, where we meet everybody mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. he comes on screen mm-hmm. and his his characteristics are exactly what you described. Really? He is in charge. Okay. If you don't do what I say, mm-hmm. I mean, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you know, one of his underlings, you know, fails to um capture uh Princess Leia and the and the rebel, you know, the rebel uh, uh documents mm-hmm. and chokes him to death right away, right right in the aisle. He's like, "Well, you failed me." Really? You know? Um, Interesting. I could be misremembering that, so please don't yell at me. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying, Star Wars right. fans. But yeah, those characteristics are exactly how we meet Darth Vader. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, this, this still doesn't knock the movie for me. That right. still doesn't knock the movie for me. But it's just interesting to hear, you know? It's just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting to hear that. And, it and, really is. And when we talk about, like, as Star Wars fans, similarities, that's what we're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, at least for me, I mean, mm-hmm. you, the listener, might think something else, but I don't feel like it's a blatant ripoff, okay. right? Because um, Spaceballs was a more blatant ripoff of Star Wars, mm. but this has similarities and influences, but it's its own story. I mean, you can't tell a hero story without a villain, right? Right, right, right. I mean. You can't you can't have Star you can't have Superman without Lex Luthor you can't have Batman without the Joker yep right you can't have uh, you know name your thing right, right. you can't have you can't have <laughs> you can't have Willy Wonka without Mrs Scrubbit you know so the uh, yin and yang the yin and yang mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, Ad- Admiral Noble is as dark and ruthless as he is mm-hmm. makes us. Want our heroes to win. 100%. By the way, uh, Cora, she's into, uh, she isn't all sunshine either. No. She's also a dark character. Yes. She's also a dark character. While we're on dark, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting to me, okay? Uh, for all of you who don't know, before every show, we kind of do a, uh, you know, do some notes, do some, some research here. Uh, and we put down likes and dislikes. One of Jason's dislikes is the dark motif. Please explain, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, um, watching this movie, uh, going into this movie, I was really excited for some really new or interesting science fiction. And... We've talked almost the last 20 minutes about the villains and and um, Noble and Belisarius. And, and I know it's the first part of a long movie, mm-hmm. but 
when I say dark motif, like, mm. like I feel like this world, it has no hope. Mm. It has no, like, motivation to, like, yes, we do have rebels. But when those ships, the mother world ships come into play and you're in your planet's airspace, you mm. know stuff's going down. Right. You're going to lose everything. Or you're going to lose. So, like, it has, it's so dark as far as, like, the the um the mood the mood i was going to say theme but mood's a better word the mood of this universe and this world is so dark and distraught that like your king and queen have been like assassinated mm-hmm. the corrupt government has over you know has taken the throne and and like planets and people who are just trying to survive mm-hmm. are being like bullied and like you know, things are taken away from them and like maybe that's going to make the end like if the heroes win. Right. Like it's gonna be great. Right. But like um even in like The Matrix mm-hmm. or in Star Wars or in um The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight's a very dark movie. Mm-hmm. But you always had that underlying thing that that Batman will probably beat the Joker. Mm-hmm. I was watching this movie, and honestly, when uh, Noble goes off that platform at the end, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Me I was either. like, no way are they killing him in the first movie. <laughs> right. Like, he's such a huge bad character, uh-huh. uh, a huge evil character. Uh-huh. There's no way they just beat him. And so, like, I was actually surprised. Like, oh my gosh, okay. our heroes did it. Okay. Because I didn't think anything good was going to come in this movie because they set up such a dark mood right that i was like i was watching this movie and i was depressed <laughs> if this is what i'm saying like 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 i was like i'm like art like like this chick's gonna get raped right oh like, that was dark like man. what you know what jason <laughs> that's a good point man especially when you bring up the stuff about the the the, the chick that cora had to save that's yep. when she like had her, her uh her break her coming out scene yep I didn't think about it that way until now. But yes, it is a very dark movie. And the people don't do not have any hope. You are you are spot on. It is a really dark uh motif. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, they're there. Yep. The mood is definitely very dark, very somber. Nobody has any hope. The overworld, the, the mother world, uh, they rule things and that's just how it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh Yep, you are right. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yep. I see where you're coming from. Uh, so another thing that, that I question mm-hmm. is uh, is in our final climax, we, we, we have our hero, you know, Noble gets tossed off the uh, trading uh, post platform. Mm-hmm. The Blood Axe army has basically been destroyed. Mm-hmm. I think there's like one or two survivors. Uh, all the ships are gone. Uh, Kai has betrayed him, betrayed the heroes. He's dead. Mm-hmm. There's no other ship. Then the 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 movie cuts mm-hmm. to like a a ground scene on another planet where our heroes are riding some creatures and like you know pointing to you know <laughs> I don't know Saruman's tower or whatever the hell's in the distance and uh, they're like well we're gonna go there for the second film. <laughs> How do they get off this trading post? Yeah. <laughs> Because the ship that uh-huh. dropped them off that Kai was piloting is part of the betrayal. So right. they're not coming back. So they're not coming back. And every other Blood Axe ship is gone. Um, the Mother World ships are gone. Mm-hmm. I I don't I know editing's a huge issue for me in this film, mm-hmm. but give me five seconds. Right. To just see how they got down from there. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming was from. Was it right Jimmy here. the robot piloting something? <sighs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I love Jimmy. I loved Jimmy. We haven't given him like much love, but he was cool. Yes. Jimmy was cool. Uh yeah, I thought Jimmy was really cool. I think we're gonna see more of him in the next film. I believe so. Yeah. I believe he's gonna play a, a really big part. Um because just the way they set him up, he you know, how he had that sentimental story yep. with the girl mm-hmm. about the king and the daughter. I love that. Love it. Because it was like Wait a minute, he's an AI. Yeah. So I, I I just that was really good. He he Zack Snyder did something really well with the Jimmy robot and his whole 
the outlook he gave the robot. Like, the, like Jimmy wasn't even involved in any of the melee. Right. Even though it was, like, clear from the first time you met him that, okay, you can't hurt him. And, you know, like... Like when 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 the 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 mother world soldiers were talking about the Jimmy, they were like, they were a little afraid of him, mm -hmm. just a little bit, because they're so dangerous. But it's like he's not doing anything. He didn't do anything, you know. what I mean, he couldn't hurt him. He, he they, you know they shot him time at a time. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Didn't have any damage, so it's like okay, whatever Jimmy is, AI robot, maybe he's a real, you know. what I mean, I don't know. Right. You know? We don't know. We don't know what he is, but he's powerful. You know what I mean? And he's smart. Uh, and he has a mind of his own. So, you know, make of that what you will. But I like Jimmy. I really did. I like Jimmy. Um, well, he did kill one person. Yes. You know, when he had the, the gun and he fired at the uh, <laughs> the bad guy uh, who tried to, you know, like, order him to kill Cora uh, and right. he wouldn't do it. Right. So, you know, he had a mind of his own. And, you know, they said ever since the king had been assassinated, uh, you know, the Jimmys won't fight anymore. Mm. Uh, just real. It was interesting, man, how he put that robot, you know, in that type of light and really made you kind of care about Jimmy. You know, when you have no you have no business caring about an AI robot, right. you know, what at, I mean? all. at all. But I love Jimmy. I love Jimmy. I really did. Yep. And I'm also more interested to find out more about the king. Uh, more about his daughter. Yep. Um, I'm interested in just knowing more, man. More about Cora, whose background story is phenomenal. Yeah. And then they really covered a lot, even in this small cut. I can't mm -hmm. imagine what it's going to be longer. Right. But her backstory is, like, yeah. damn good. Uh, do you think the, um, the girl that was going to be raped, because that's the mm -hmm. one who... Was that the one that Jimmy was talking to? It is. Okay. So, do you think she's the princess? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good thought. I never thought it could be. The way he shared that story with her. Yeah. Uh, wow. That would be a, a huge <laughs> twist. That would be a really cool twist. You know. Maybe. Man, I'm telling you. I'm so I'm so excited for what this universe can be. Mm -hmm. What this franchise can be. Mm -hmm. um, the Just so people know, uh, part two is going to be called The Scar Giver, which mm -hmm. is the name that they... That, Cora is given. Um, and that's coming out April 19th. So I'm thinking the Snyder Cut probably comes out February or March. Okay. Um, but uh, there is going to be... Um, uh, they've released two huge, like, making of, like, coffee table books. Okay. To go over, like, the characters and the creatures and, like, the world building of this, of this universe. Wow. So, like... There was a lot of cool uh, literature out already in this franchise. Okay. And um, there's going to be a mobile uh, game coming mm. out as well. Wow. Uh, so they are, you know, and then there's a toy line that, that is still being produced. Um, so there is a lot happening with this franchise. Wow. Okay, I got a couple questions yes, before sir. we wrap it up. Yep. Okay. Okay, so the first question is, we know part two is coming. Yep. We know the Snyder Cut is coming. Uh, they Like you said, they're releasing books and toys and all of this stuff. Do you think there's plans for more? More than just that part two? I really do. Okay, so do I. Because they can... Um, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in the second film. Mm -hmm. But let's just say that, um, you know... Cora and her team win or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, maybe mm -hmm. um, the princess character feels like she could be, she should be on the throne right? because her parents are gone, but she is heir to the throne. Right. And, you know, she, she fights for the throne, maybe against Cora. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the princess is, you know, deep down just a dark person because mm -hmm. her parents were murdered. She doesn't trust the government mm -hmm. and she wants to be in control. Okay. Um, I mean, this could go anywhere. It could. You know, we could, you know, what if the heroes lose and then, you know, the the mother world uh, is still in control mm -hmm. and we have to, we have to get more, maybe more planets come to the fight. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so my, my very long 
answer to that question it was <laughs> yes yeah. i think there will be more movies okay and the second uh part two of that question should this have come out into the movie theater i really think so i do too because this is another film mm. like that opening shot mm-hmm. where cora is like walking behind like a an animal mm-hmm. uh, let's call it a horse right. um and like the the planet like is in oh. the is in the foreground uh-huh. i mean imagine being on a giant screen mm-hmm. and just you know some people always talk about star wars's opening shot was just amazing on the giant screen okay. uh, because you just see the spaceship coming over the camera just just in, just engulfing the camera right and you're like what is this right <laughs> you know and when we first meet cora uh, uh-huh. on that planet you're like what what right. is this planet yes, sir the the creature was different yes and yeah like you said it was like like a red background yeah. like tons of like other planets or moons yep. or whatever like, back I, there it it should have been put out in theaters okay. um because i think Good or bad, mm-hmm. the word of mouth people would have seen it. Okay. Um, the fact that it was on Netflix is 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 makes it more accessible to people. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have talked about this with other people that we work with and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That like, it just you know it falls in the wayside of everything else that comes out on streaming. Right. If you're not. If you're not watching Netflix at the right time to see that trailer, mm-hmm. or that's not a type of movie that you have watched, so the algorithm doesn't show you that movie, yep. it's just going to get lost. Yeah, or you don't catch it in that first week or two when it's like right. trending top ten. Exactly, because mm-hmm. now it's going to be um, the whole slate of DC movies that mm-hmm. just hit Netflix. Yep. That's going to be on your screen. Yep, 100%. So... Um, I really think this should have been in theaters. I think this would have been, this would have been a cool movie. Mm. And I know this. Well, this was a PG thirteen cut, so it would have been cool to take like teenagers mm. or young people to have like this be their science fiction franchise. I agree, man. I think it, I think they should have gave it a shot in the movie theaters. It I can't th- do worse than like mm-hmm. the worst movie. I mean, uh, freaking, uh, you know. Aquaman was a terrible movie, but that made like five hundred million dollars, right? Or something crazy. Right. It couldn't have been, yeah, it couldn't have been any. And and this is a movie like I've watched it twice. I know you're gonna watch it again. We've had other fr- guys at work have watched it multiple times. Mm-hmm. This is a film that needs to be consumed, and you know digested. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. the movie fan in me would love to have seen this on the big screen. I'm agreeing with you, man. I think it would have been worth a shot to put it on the big screen. I think it would have been worth a shot, man. Like, with all the controversy surrounding yes. it, you know, Star Wars remake, people would have went just to see it for that. Yep. You know? Uh, you know? And, of course, you know, you would have had me in there because yes, I, cause I, I've been, you know, waiting for it. So yep. I would have been there when it dropped. Uh, I think it should. I think you should have gave it a shot. I honestly think... That Zack Snyder chose not to send it to the movie theater because this four-hour R-rated cut—that's his movie. Yes, and and I, and and I, and I feel like to avoid the whole Justice League scenario, a hundred percent agree. He just said we just put that on Netflix, yep. you know, yep. and we'll do it that way. Yeah, no one's gonna pay it for a four-hour movie they don't know about. Yep. Um, well, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. that's all been said and done. Mm-hmm. How would you rate Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire? Okay. You know what, man? I'm going to give it a solid 8. Okay. I'm give it a solid 8. Uh, you know, lots of new stuff. Yep. Story was good. It was complicated, but in a rare, good way. Uh, I don't even... It wasn't... I want to just term this so the right way. It was just, you had to pay attention. Yes. You had to pay attention. Yes. It's not a movie you could watch and then you go get a cup of water and yep. come back and think you're not going to know what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was solid, man. It was solid. I'm looking forward to more. Okay. Uh, I am looking forward to more. Mm-hmm. I am very excited to see where this franchise goes. Um, but I'm going to have to give it a four. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Because, because of... A lot of the problems with editing and okay. storytelling and kind of being hard to follow, okay. um, 
and I know I think the four hour cut will be better. Yes. And maybe that rating will be better when we see the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot missing in this film. There's a lot in this film, mm-hmm. but there's a lot that just isn't connecting. Mm-hmm. And I like this movie. I'll watch it again, but it's a four for me. Okay. With potential to be better. Okay. So <laughs> we're out, everybody. Destruction Reviews Podcast. Make sure you listen. <laughs>